just finished watching the Bulls and their dramatic win. Now, several things here. 34 seconds. Bulls score 11 points in 34 seconds. Let that, let that digest a little bit. All right. The other thing, a great, a great effort offensive, a great effort by the Bulls to never quit. And that's a tough, it's a tough game. It's, it's a tough win. But let's mark it up where they had 14-point lead early in the game. Um, Levine with 49 points, but this is the problem. Levine did something today that we, we, we probably will never see done again. He scored... I believe he went 13 for 15 or 13 for 16 from three-point line, uh, which is incredible. It's absolutely remarkable. He scored, out of his 49 points, 39 of them were from the three-point line. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem in a lot of facets. The biggest facets is... That now he's going to think that he's a three-point shooter. Now he's going to settle for three-point shots. Now he's not going to be aggressive towards the basket. Now he's not going to make decisions based on the game. Not making, He's not going to make decisions based on game situations. It's a remarkable feat for one game. If this was a playoff game, that will be incredible. But the thing is, the Bulls are in a, a, a situation where they're trying to and need to get better. They need to be seasoned. And they need to get better. Levine, going for 49 and 39 of those, 49 from three-point line, is a problem. Yeah, you got the win. And always winning is important. The other, several other things that are on the negative... The Bulls brass, and I don't know who makes these decisions. You had a a nice voice, a woman. I don't even know who she was, but she was calling the game. She was the play-by-play, and she wasn't even doing any play-by-play. It sounded like Doris Burke from ESPN. She kept on calling the Bulls Chicago, Chicago, Chicago down 11. Chicago heading to the front. Chicago with the rebound. We know it's Chicago. We're watching the game on the Bulls' feed. Say the Bulls. Switch it up. Now, look, I'm all for I'm all for diversity. I'm all for the women calling games. I'm all for it. And it's soothing. It sounds soothing. Stacey King is a junk. You cannot put somebody with Stacey King if, if that person is not self-sustainable in their in their game calling or in their craft she is she can hold her own but she wasn't doing the job she was at one point there was about 15 seconds of dead air so man i i would love to get her name and i think she has an opportunity like i think she has a chance to do this for a long long time because she's got a good delivery a good voice she, she, it sounded like she was an intern. And for the Bulls to put an intern to call your game, it's, it's so bad. That doesn't happen. That shouldn't happen. 
it shouldn't happen. And and, uh, and you know, little Stacy King, Stacy King went on this rant, and about around the two minute mark, two minutes and thirty second mark of the fourth quarter, about how marketing needs to do this, marketing needs to do that. And, you know, he's supposed to be, supposed to be one of the top guys and that the Bulls are the third youngest team in the NBA. I don't understand what that means. If you're the third youngest team in the NBA, are you not supposed to be competing for championships? Are you not supposed to be doing stuff? I don't understand that. In my opinion, you should be more athletic. You should be learning the craft while still being athletic. To me, marketing sucks. He is the Bulls, Mitchell Trubisky. And I think he's vast. I know he's vastly overrated. They rely on the three-point shot so much. If it goes in, you have this game like, uh, like Zach Levine had his game. But if it doesn't go in, you have one for nine, two for 15. As a team, nine for 30. I mean, it's ridiculous, those kind of stats. But again... Stacy King goes off and says all this. He's all over the place. It would be like me doing a fucking Bulls game as a color analyst. He has no idea what he's talking about. He has no idea what he's saying. None. And, the, 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 you know, you have... It was amateur hour on the call, on the Bulls call. Look, I like the young lady, but she sounded like an intern. She sounded like this. She was doing, you know, something on the side, just to audition for a MAC conference basketball game. This is the NBA. Why are you putting something like that out there? Also, Zach marketing. you have to get it together. I mean, look at he was out of the game late, and Stacey King pointed out this, that Archie Diacono was in the game for marketing, which is wrong, of course. Sadoransky was in the game for marketing. But Archie Diacono, you cannot downplay a basketball player. Archie Diacono is one of those guys that can play in any era. Look at he's not he's not the most athletic, but he's a basketball guy. He's athletic enough. He's athletic enough to play on the highest level. His IQ takes him above the rest. His ability to play defense. His ability to play clutch defense. Understand what that means when you play clutch defense. Shit is not coachable. Archie Diacono is a professional basketball player. Don't matter how he got there. Don't matter if he was undrafted. None of that stuff matters. His accomplishments matter. Two-time Final Four, one-time or maybe two-time national championship at Villanova. The guy is a beast. Stop it. So don't downgrade what he has done over what marketing should be, Stacey King. Get it together. And NBC Chicago, get it together. This is the Chicago Bulls. This is not the right Rockford or the Sears Center, the, the, the... The Chicago, um, or I don't know, the Sears, what, what is the damn G League team they got over there at the Sears Center? The Chi-Town Bulls or the Chi-Town Great? I don't know what they are. 
But this is a no California Pino League to be putting a car, a broadcasting team like that to showcase the Bulls. You lucky the Bulls bailed you out today, NBC Chicago. This was a modern love story. Boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy marries girl, girl cuts off boy's penis. The interest level was huge. Court TV is bringing the proceedings into millions of homes. People were like, holy shit, this woman chopped off this guy's dick. This story was irresistible. Everybody was looking to get in the interview. Guilt or innocence will come down to whom the jurors believe. What did he do to make her do something like that? She wanted me to hurt. That's why she did that. She is a jealous wife whose American dream has been destroyed. This trial had it all. The defense says the years of abuse put her over the edge. She was way too scared to leave. He was very dominating. Physical abuse, sexual abuse. <laughs> we had found multiple witnesses. I saw him push it against the wall. Did you ever forcibly have sex with your wife? I thought it was kind of stunning. We don't need a judge or jury to tell us whether or not Lorena is telling the truth. She said, my husband says, if I leave him, he will kill me. There is a battle of the sexes. What it meant in 1993 is not that different from what it means today. We were being entertained on the fodder of someone else's suffering. It's still going on. I didn't choose to be in the spotlight. But there's no going back. That's right. Coming to Caught Stealing with E. Marquez, a watch-along of the Amazon Prime series. Lorena. Now, we're only going to do episode one, and I'm going to have the gentleman from the Jet Show join in with me. So look out for that. It will be coming this week. So we're going to do episode one, watch along of what you just heard, Lorena. At this point, I want to talk to you about Chicagoland Men's Health. It's a testosterone therapy clinic here in Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Michael Koff. Dr. Mark Andahar, they've helped me with the process and learning about my testosterone and where I want my testosterone levels to be at and help me with uh, getting the idea and getting, and getting educated on what I, needed, I need to do for my own health. And I recommend that you go check them out. Give them a call. Get a blood test at least. Find out where you're at and get the process started. Tell them E. Marquez sent you. And check them out at uh, ChicagolandsMensHealth.com. And the phone number is 312-888-5655. Let them know that E. Marquez sent you. WWE Survivor Series weekend in Chicago, Illinois. Um, Friday night you had SmackDown. Saturday Saturday night was NXT TakeOver 
NXT TakeOver War Games. Uh, Sunday night, Survivor Series. And then Monday, you'll have Raw. All here. Um, I'm doing this recording prior to Raw. But the weekend goes to Rhea Ripley. She won the weekend. She uh, won in her War Games match. The first ever Women's War Games. And then she won in the uh, Survivor Series uh, NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw. Right now, uh, NXT is hot. And the reason for it is because of AEW. I believe WWE is wanting to show the wrestling world that they can do indie better than indie. <laughs> the indies can do indies. Now, AEW still, I am confused. I am not confused by it, but I'm still learning about it. Um, I... Uh, the one, the one, the one thing I take away from it is there's a lot of young superstars over there, a lot of guys in their young twenties, mid twenties, and listening to these uh, legends like Undertaker and St- Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, listening to listening to all these guys talk about what it takes in the business, like they like to say. Oh, you know, you know the business. You get to, you know, when you get into business. Um, there's a, there is a level of professionalism. And there's a level of understanding that you cannot explain. It's almost like it's, it's just known from these guys. And as a youngster... And this is probably why you have to go through, you know, the trial and tribulations of um, being on tour, going into the indies, being trained by a legend, um, you know, staying in your own territory or whatever, you know, doing all these different things. The reason why is because if you look at these legends, Stone Cold and The Undertaker would be the main ones you can even throw in hollywood hulk hogan in it uh or or hulk hogan not hollywood hulk hogan but hulk hogan if you look at them and you start them off when they came into the business they you wouldn't have greatness and that's the problem with the aew scene they're too young they're athletic yeah they're really innovative and have some great wrestling moves and high-flying moves. Yeah. But they're still greener than green. They are too fresh that they don't know exactly what they're supposed to be or what they're supposed to be doing. Take Undertaker, for example. Undertaker, a basketball player, a turn wrestler... Uh, gets trained by Buzz, um, Buzz Warner, Buzz, oh, I forget his last name, but it's, uh, and, you know, he's in the Houston area, he gets called up to WCW to be a member of the Skyscrapers, or Teddy Long managed them, and 
he's a member of the skyscrapers and he's with Sid Vicious and another guy uh, Dan um, something but he really doesn't have a footing he has he's doing a lot of a lot of athletic ability stuff but he really doesn't have an it and yeah they have a pretty good run maybe like a year less than a year run with going against the Road Warriors who are arguably the greatest tag team in the history of wrestling but um, it wasn't until the brass at WCW told Mark Calloway who became Undertaker nobody will pay to watch you wrestle and he says that famously he talks about this story got a call from Vince McMahon First, first, he had a meeting with Vince McMahon after he was already done with WCW. And Vince McMahon said, you know what? I can't, um, I got no spot for you right now. But then, later on, Vince McMahon calls him and says, this is The Undertaker. And Mark Calloway don't know how to, doesn't know how to respond. So he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, it's The Undertaker. So he doesn't even know what The Undertaker is. And, and with Vince's idea, and then he gave Mark Calloway the you know freedom to do his thing as The Undertaker, to you know add his own little two cents to it. And next thing you know, we have the greatest character in the history of wrestling, The Undertaker. The Undertaker is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And you throw up there wrestling superstars. Now, there's probably the greatest wrestling promoter of all times, Vince McMahon Jr. We already know that. He's beyond belief, okay? But wrestlers, it's Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Undertaker, Andre the Giant. You can you can mix match, but there's no doubt. There's no doubt that Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Undertaker are three of the four. Now, I, I would say Andre the Giant because he was such he was so he was such an impact. And I think that's the four greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, you can change the greatest wrestlers of Attitude Era and all that, but those are the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And my point is that in AEW, they're taking the young guys and they're molding them and making them but there's some guys there that shouldn't even be wrestlers. Jungle Boy, and then the guy even smaller than him. And then this other kid, Guevara. Nobody's going to pay to see those guys wrestle. And, uh, you know, you got uh, Billy Cassidy. You know, he's got a good gimmick. He's got an interesting gimmick. But, again, you know, it's a shtick. It's not anything to, you know, it's not anything that you're going to just sell box office tickets the best friends uh it's just it's not a, it's not a thing it's just not it, it's good indie stuff and it's good entertainment live entertainment but that's where i think and i i'm you know this is just my opinion that's where i think the indies are they're you know it's about testing your metal seeing what seeing what your craft is like doing this but again now i'm starting to understand why wrestling is a grown man business because you have to go through trial and error. And although 
the young buck, the young, not necessarily the young bucks tag team, but the younger cats, they have athletic ability out of this world, uh, private party. They can do things in the ring that are phenomenal. But they're, you know, it's more to wrestling. It's more to sports entertainment than what you do in the ring. It really is. So go, go, let, let me, let's see how it works out. But I think NXT is a complete, um, it's getting a complete push because WWE wants to show the world that it can do indie better than indie can. So there you go. That's my take on that. Look for more wrestling takes, uh, snippets, segments in the future. Welcome to Call Stealing with Imar Kez. Here today we got the Bulls' dramatic win versus the Hornets, which the reason why I do this episode for this Bulls game is because it was an impromptu or an improbable win in all aspects. Uh, one of the elements, the Bulls scored 16, no, 11 points in 34 seconds. It wasn't like the Hornets were giving the game to the Bulls, like with turnovers and missed free throws. They made their free throws. They had one turnover, and the Bulls really stole the game. Also, Zach Levine had 49 points on 20 shots, 18 shots. He also had, out of the 49, 39 points were from the three-point line which you won't see again. Those kind of numbers you just don't see. So that's why I had to put this episode based around there. Um, It came a little late, but this was the Charlotte Hornets versus Chicago Bulls on Saturday, the 22nd. Um, So, and now I'm publishing it out. 22nd and 23rd. 23rd, I'm sorry, 23rd. And I didn't even do a show about the autographs and sports memorabilia weekend at the Allstate Arena, which was pretty epic because you had, not only did you have the Chicago Sports Collectibles show, it's called the Chicago Sports Chicago Sports Spectacular, they had the likes of Bo Jackson, Magic Johnson, um... The 2005 Chicago White Sox, uh, they had a whole bunch of others that were signing autographs. I believe Dick Buckus, Brian Erlacher was there. The Undertaker was there. As long uh, with that show, they also had the Wrestling Weekend, which I also put on here, Survivor Series. Um, they, on Friday, they had SmackDown, Saturday, NXT, TakeOver, War Games, Survivor Series on Sunday, and then Monday, Raw, and that was all in Rosemont. So it was a big-time weekend in Rosemont. So I didn't even I didn't even do that episode with the Sports Spectacular, but um, here you're going to hear a lot of uh, about the Bulls and the Survivor Series, so enjoy. Thank you for listening today. It was uh, interesting and, and a, lot of, a lot of nuance. In, in today's episode, but or not today's, but into right now because I think this is the second episode I published in the day. 
But uh, it's okay. Uh, things are moving fast. Things are moving quick. So I got to put them out to you. I got to give them to you so you can listen. I try to keep them short, but when I get with the Jets and I bring in Justin and Tony, that uh, that goes on to another spectacular. So I uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, I know you enjoy because you keep on coming back, and I, and I love the support, and I'm going to bring out some more uh, content for you to listen and for you to enjoy. Thank you so much. Dum-pa-ta-pa-ta-pa-tum-pum. Dum-pa-ta-pa-ta-pa-tum-pum. Dum-pa-ta-pa-ta-pa-tum-pum.